Welcome to Her Fantasy Football. You can hear us on Blog Talk Radio forward slash Her Fantasy Football and on iTunes. Make sure to subscribe to us on HerFantasyFootball.com so you know what we're up to this offseason. Also, you can chat with us on Twitter at HerFantasyFB and on Facebook forward slash HerFantasyFootball. I'm your host, Courtney Kirby. And I'm Ashley Williams. And I'm Brandon Lane. And today's show will be about the NFC North and South. Right. Up and down. It's full. I did. I paired the two because there's some weak ones, some really good ones in both. So it's good. It's perfect. Yeah. We're going to start off with the NFC North, the Detroit Lions. Yeah. So I had made notes and uh, Courtney's like, who are you even talking about in your news section? Because she's been so non-existent for like a year and a half. So former owner William Clay Ford, he passed away. Um, about 15 months ago, and Martha Firestone Ford actually took over, and she finally spoke to the media. Um, awesome. Which is nothing crazy. Nothing crazy was said. No news came from it, but it's been a long time waiting. So that's just kind of the news there in terms of you know, she came off very sweet, she came off very nice, but people wanted it to be known that do not be fooled by her nice demeanor. She knows her football. And in fact, she was the one that actually came up with the idea to oust Jim Schwartz. She was like... She wanted him gone sooner than he was, so <laughs> maybe not so sweet. Or maybe she puts up with no crap. I don't know. But yeah. either way, Jim Caldwell was like, she knows her football. Right. She well, studies. and she also knows her crazy. She remember knows her crazy. He got, all, like, he got all nutso after the game, remember? Didn't, you know, it was the Baltimore game. Issue. Yeah, she was like, screw this. Absolutely not. Not on my team. Good for her. Let's get a, let's get a petition going for her to come on our our show. Oh, that'd be fun. Yeah. She sounds, she sounds like the perfect person to... Yeah. Be like Martha. Co-host even with us. Yeah. Tell us I about like that she's a Firestone crazy. and a Ford. Winning. No joke. Oh my gosh. What kind of like powerhouse is that? It's called Oof. trifecta name power. I was like, I'm not going to be fooled that she's sweet. That's what I'm not going to be fooled by. Oh no. With that name and if you weren't rich, how sad. Right? I mean like that's so like... <laughs> like Good name. Yeah, that's a that is yeah. an American dynasty right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, but they uh, it's interesting because I mean she's got you know, they clearly really respect her because they very much have sheltered her these past fifteen months to really let her. Um, she's been running the operation still, but in terms of the media, in terms of getting comfortable, in terms of really coming to terms with her husband's death. I mean, they were married for you know almost half a century, so. She needs some time, so I respect that. She, well, she I wish some owners would take note and take some time off yeah. air. She's a coming no back. No names. Jerry. Jerry. <laughs> Ursa. Ursa. Have a meeting with Martha, boys. All right. So yeah. uh, we'll get to uh, the giraffe musts <laughs> now that we've talked about Martha Firestone Ford enough on that one. Clearly lacking some news. Awesome. Have anyway. a meeting with Martha at Firestone. She'll be the yep. one in the Ford. Yep. Just yep. Amazing. Must drafts. Must drafts. <laughs> <laughs> so there's there's the obvious ones that are also kind of not so obvious. I mean, they are obvious, but people are just kind of pissy about them. And rightfully so. I get it. So there's Matthew Stafford. He's, he's the 11th going overall. Sorry, the 11th quarterback for ADP and, and 80th overall. So you can give him the 8th round, which, you know, I am okay with. And what I'm going to say is I just want to pretend like last year didn't happen. 
Can, can we agree with this? Can we agree that it was just an anomaly and that... I'm telling you, that team has not been the same since the snowstorm <clears throat> of 2013. Yeah, no, I was going to say, it's the same thing. <laughs> last year, they did the same thing. So I can't say yeah. that last... Or the year before, they did mm-hmm. the same thing. So I can't say last year didn't happen. Because I remember very distinctly that in 2013, Courtney got totally screwed by all the Detroit Lions. I mean, no, the Lions were just completely mediocre last year. That it, nothing, it was no like wave. Whereas in thir- 2013, they were fabulous until playoffs. Storm. And then they just totally pooped the bed. Yeah, I mean, they're really good up to that blizzard. And then last year, which are my other two must drafts are Calvin Johnson and Golden Tate, yeah. is you've got Calvin Johnson, who was just riddled with injuries, wasn't himself, came back, left, came back, left. Golden Tate didn't quite know what in the world it is he was supposed to do, whether he's wide receiver one, wide receiver two. Am I running this route, that route? What am I doing? But he was pretty good. He was pretty good. So, and you know, he should be – hopefully the, the offense will get Tate involved in a yeah. better way, like find his role because Golden Tate is good. He is good, and this is why I feel much better this year. That's why I'm saying can we pretend 2014 did not happen for Matthew Stafford because Calvin Johnson okay. is back. No, he didn't have the greatest year last year, but he's still Calvin Johnson – He's now arrested, healthy Calvin Johnson, you know. And with that said, you know there was, you know, there was a whole lot of hoopla. How Megatron's terrible and yada yada. He was still the 14th highest scoring wide receiver last year, mm-hmm. which was surprising yeah. to me. Which is still a must start in your receiver category. No, he wasn't high end wide receiver one value that you drafted him for, but he was injured. So the fact that he was still able to get 14th with an injury, you know, calm down. Calm down. And Golden Tate was 13th highest wide receiver. So, you know, even though they both kind of struggled or weren't playing and what was going on, they still were producing points and they were doing what you needed to do. So with another season under his belt and Megatron healthy, I'm feeling okay about them. Joyke Bell I'm not as sure on. I have him as a muff draft because you're going to have to draft him. But you're not going to draft him high. Mm-mm. At all. He's not going high. He's going as the 28th running back off the board, first of all. 69th overall. Um, I think is great value. Great value. If you can yeah, get him as the I 28th running bad. back off the board. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I got him in the 5th yeah. or 6th round. I can't remember tonight. In my first draft of the season. My first uh, expert draft of the season. And uh, I felt pretty good about it. I mean, I know he's hurt and everyone's worried and that Amir say, he, is going to overtake him. And He just had surgery with his Achilles tendon and his knee. They're not sure if he's going to be healthy enough by training camp, so that's making them nervous. I hate that. With that said, which kind of goes into my sleepers slash non-sleepers, because Joyke Bell's going 28th, but Amir Abdullah's going 32. Not very yeah. many spots behind him, but he's mm-hmm. the one getting the first screen reps right now because they're not sure about Joyke Bell. So if you are thinking about either, I would certainly handcuff yourself. You know, and Abdullah's, you know, he could be good, you know. And the Lions are certainly known for running back by committee situations, so I wouldn't even be remotely surprised if they do another one of those this year. They gave, yeah. they gave Bell one year to run on his own, and now they're probably going to strap him back to a committee. Sad. You know. And then my last one is TJ Jones. So he's a wide receiver. And this kid's looked pretty okay in OTAs. Granted, it's OTAs. It's just OTAs. But it's really the right. first time he's actually – played with the Lions. Uh, he has not played in pads or even felt the impact of a player since he was in college in Notre Dame. He was out all last year with injury. But the tight ends, Eric Ebron and Joseph Faria, which, again, I know I'm, I'm not in the popular opinion here where I am not an Eric Ebron fan. Um, they're not exactly top-receiving candidates. So this kid's actually got a chance to get worked into the plan. 
So you could probably get him crazy, crazy, crazy low, or maybe not even draft him at all, but keep your eye on him as he may get you know, incorporated in a wide receiver three set. Did you guys draft Eric Ebron last year in any of your drafts? No. None. I didn't either. We may be the only three people that didn't. I did. I did draft Joseph Fourier though in one that that our really deep one we do in July. Oh yeah. Well, he I was got injured, Fourier, like really deep. And he's still yeah. higher up on the. You know, he'll still probably get more production than Ebron, quite honestly. But everyone yeah. loves everyone loves him. I'm not on that train. Not mm. on it. I got another tight end. Green Bay we'll Packers. Do the same thing later. Uh, Green Bay Packers. Sorry. Uh, okay, so I put up an article today. I don't know if we talked about this. I am also now writing for FanDuel. Yes, you are. FanDuel. Your daily fantasy sports site. Uh, I did an article today about weather and about how it affects teams uh, as far as play calling and what have you. And if you should use any of that information to set your lineup. Ends up No. Which I was surprised by. I thought there would be more no, of like a huh? variance. Yeah, no. In, <coughs> oh, excuse me. <coughs> As I'm like coughing and dying here. In fact, the Green Bay Packers' rush attempts went up 36.94% between their first five games and their last five games. That's mm. a rush attempt. Of course you get a rush in bad weather. Right, right. Their passing attempts went up 18%. First, last. Their whole offense just got better. Like it, yeah. But in fairness, the Packers were, remember, relax. Yeah, they weren't great at the beginning of the season last year. So not. no stats were looking good first five games. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. <laughs> relax, so, relax. Eddie Lacy was terrible at the beginning of the season. Yeah. And he was terrible. Yes. So that's why that happened. Buffalo Bills actually yeah. went down in rush attempts. And so did the Vikings, who were also outside in frigid weather. Whereas uh, the Cowboys went up. The Colts went down in everything. And the Chargers went down as well. Well, and Brandon, correct me if you're wrong, but there's probably something to be said about these teams. They practice in the cold. They know the, they, they know the cold. It's not like it's Miami coming into Lambeau Field. Yeah, this, these that's are cold true. weather teams, you know. But then I even checked though the teams that so the Colts, the Chargers, and the Cowboys each had one bad game, uh, where it was really really cold. There was like the Kansas City game that was like twenty degrees, and it was like actually fifteen windshield. There was a something else. Um, but of all of their coldest t- games, none of those were their, the team's worst performance. So even well, if you are used to it, you're not as bad. And then what's interesting, though, is that the, it worked the other way, too, where, like, Green Bay had one nice game, the Vikings had one nice, nice game, and so did uh, the Bills, where they were in, you know, a dome or in a nice uh, climate. And that wasn't their best game. Yeah. Is so it just it, cold, or is it based on rain and snow as well? Well, it's off of um, just, I took the, la- the first five games and the last five games. So okay. that has cold, wind, snow, whatever may possibly happen in the three worst stadiums. And then three, two are domes, one's San Diego, which is basically paradise. So um, anyway, I was looking at that. It's really wind. Yeah, wind is what the deal is. But not as much for most of the skilled players as it is for kickers. So anyway, right. what I was going to say, though, about the Green Bay Packers is that it doesn't matter because you should always start them. That's really what the article's about. Right is that I don't care what it's like outside. If Aaron Rodgers is your quarterback, you're going to start him. If you are 
having Jordy Nelson, Randall Cobb on your roster, you start them. Eddie Lacy, you start him. So um, there's really not much to and say about I that. May I say, really feel good about Randall Cobb. Like, feel good right. about him. That Ooh, man, I think, is... Contract. Yeah, I mean, it, not only is he nice to look at, which if, if, you've, if anybody's been watching the 100 top <laughs> NFL players that have been voted in by other NFL players... Um, yeah. What is his name? Oh my gosh, um, the defensive back. I I can't remember his name right now, but he is hilarious in these shows, and he's talking about his eyes, Cobb's eyes. Are you talking like, about Clay Matthews? No, not Clay Matthews. Um, I want to say Ian. It's not Ian. It's. I was gonna say. Anyway, I'll think anyway. about it. Okay. No, but no, but Randall Cobb's good. He's really good, and he's young, and I think he's going to be even better this year. I think he's going to be right there with Jordy. Yeah. So the only concern is that Jordy Nelson is uh, getting back on track after a hip surgery in the off season. Seems like everything went well. Uh, he's already practicing again, and even um, partaking in their soft Ike Taylor. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Yes. Right. So funny. Sorry. Uh, he's even partaking in their softball league. Oh, would you so, really be doing good. a softball league if you're like rehabbing an injury? Yeah, I can't decide if I'm happy or sad about this. The players have like busted knees on the off season <laughs> yeah. playing basketball and yeah, yeah. I mean, sometimes you gotta live your life. It is your off season. Yeah, but still, you're getting millions of dollars to play football. Like, yeah. sit your bottom down on the maybe bleachers. it's like a keg league where there's like a keg on second base and it's just totally chill and you're like. Like have no to, touch. Have to have the red cup in your hands at all times, so it's just like real. Yeah. I don't know. Either way, he's he's gonna be fine. Still just drafting him. <laughs> sleepers are concerned. Um, Devonte Adams looks really good. We loved him last year. Hopefully, he can score a touchdown outside of Lambeau Field this year. That'd be great. Yeah. yeah. Yep. But he was great as Lambeau Leap. So let's keep it up. And uh, they have a rookie wide receiver option, Ty Montgomery, and everyone's kind of talking about him, but. Gosh, there's a there's a lot of mouths that need to be fed. I, yeah. I'm not loving yeah. it. Um, but if you're in Dynasty, he's a golden ticket because no one knows what's going to happen with Jordy Nelson. Um, these guys get older. Jordy Nelson turns 30. Who knows? Uh, also, just a reminder, don't use any tight ends. They don't exist on that team. And you're going to mm-hmm. hear Richard Rodgers' name over and over again, just like you did last preseason. And I'm just re- reminding you, they don't use them. Okay, thanks, bye. They don't. This is the Ladarius Green of 2014. (laughs) Yeah. Don't get caught up in it. Don't listen. Minnesota Vikings. Um, Really, the only news for the Vikings is that Peterson is still a Viking. Shocking. (laughs) (laughs) Crazy. Oh, that is funny. Oh, it's so good. Uh, Which, I'm going to start off with my must draft, is Adrian Peterson. Unfortunately, if you're not the first three people in the draft, he will be gone. Um, Bye-bye. His ADP is, is second. A lot of people have him take going first. But in, I think this offseason is really going to only most likely increase his value. Um, but overall, the Vikings are going to be, I think, a different team this year. I'm really excited for them. I'm nervous what it means for fantasy. Um AP says he's going to get the thrown, ball thrown to him more, which will make him even more like a Jamal Charles, more well-rounded um, running back, although 
you know, Peterson has no problems on the ground. So, um, but when it comes to receivers, this is where I get a little dicey with the Vikings. They got Mike Wallace this offseason, right? Mike Wallace did really, you know, pretty good with Miami, and he says that this offense is even way better for him because, you know, they're going to air the ball out occasionally um, a lot more than they did for Miami. Norv. Um, Norv, yes. Um, but there's a lot of people that to throw the ball to now, whereas before, I mean, really nobody could name a receiver that wasn't Cordero Patterson for his potential. And <laughs> now you have Mike Wallace. <laughs> Charles Johnson, who really stepped it up last year and looked really good. Yeah, Uh, I like him. I do, too. He's going in the ninth round, and I'm really okay with that. Uh, Mike Wallace is going around in the eighth round, and I feel really good about that. Um, Unfortunately, this offseason, Teddy Bridgewater's been working out with Kyle Rudolph, like the nightmare of tight ends. Um, which does not excite me because he's like, I love him. He's a different guy. He's playing like I've never seen him play before. Blah, I've blah, never blah, heard blah, that blah. about him before. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I mean, Rudolph has all this potential in the world. He just gets hurt. He's been injured literally from his hips down to his toes. Everything. Has Although, been in fairness to Teddy, who else are you going to really work out with on the Vikings? Not like AP is going to work out with you. There's not any real I mean, solid players or vets for him to work with. Well, the funny thing is, is that Mike Wallace, I think, is, like, the oldest person on the team minus AP. Yeah. And he's, like, 27. And, <laughs> I mean, it's a really so young old. team. So, I mean, it's going to be – this is going to be a good year. This is a lot of their sophomore, junior years, and I think this is going to be a lot um, – a better gel for all of them. Kyle is healthy. I mean, he's not getting drafted until way late. So, I mean, I don't, it's a very risky pick. But as we said, tight ends are so shallow. Um, if you don't get one of the top four or five tight ends, I mean, it's kind of a wash anyways. Um, and then Cordell Patterson, everybody's writing articles, you know. He's got all his potential. He is the fourth wide receiver right now. The fourth. Yeah. So, He's not even practicing with Teddy Bridgewater. He is getting thrown by Sean Hill. So I I'm feel like t- there should saying, be a rule. If there's an article where they mention a guy's got potential more than three times in the article, do not draft him. Draft him. <laughs> do not do it. Well, I even put it up on, on Twitter today. I said, who were, if you had to choose one from the Vikings, who would you pick? Jarius Wright or Cordell Patterson? And, and people are... Patterson for his potential every single time. And I will say he's great on special teams, but that's not going to get you fantasy points unless he nope. gets a touchdown. Nope. So, yeah. um, so I'm not – it's not my favorite. I'm excited for the Vikings this year, but receiving core makes me nervous in fantasy drafts. So that's where I'm at. Are you nervous Chicago? about Courtney that they keep talking mm-hmm. about that APs – they're going to spread the wealth a bit more with AP and uh, – or with Asiata or whatnot, and AP's not going to get as many touches? No, I think that's BS. Yeah. I don't I'm want not concerned at all. <laughs> yeah. I mean, oh, do you feel the opposite? No, I feel the exact, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm like, I don't yeah, think he no, would have, like. I think, I think when they mean you spread yeah. the wealth, they mean, like, they're going to throw the ball to him more. He's going to see more of everything uh, than not just being um, a rushing running back. Like, I think he's going to be a lot more, because – his receiving numbers were not great in 2013. I'm going to go off 2013 because last year only played one game. But he only had 
171 receiving yards and one touchdown. <laughs> and not many receptions, 29 receptions. And Jamal Charles had, like, double that, right? Um, and that's who he's kind of going one and two with. So I would say that, yeah, and, and again, this might be talk, you know, at this time of year, a lot of people put out weird things, but yeah. I think AP is the offense is surrounded by AP, so I, I don't I don't see that. Yeah, I don't. And you know what, Teddy Bridgewater is going really deep too. I didn't really talk about him, but with all of those people to throw to, and if AP is going to be catching a lot more passes, his value does go up. And I think that he is a perfect backup quarterback if you have a really strong one and you can wait until late because he's not going until way late so like 16th round 15th 16th round so um for your backup I think that he's I think he's totally legit good season you know how I feel about Chicago Bears Jay Cutler well Jay Cutler came out you guys and said some something (laughs) shocking I mean he said that he Uh, thinks that Alshon (sighs) Jeffrey could be a wide receiver one Oh, it's crazy. It's crazy. Uh, welcome News to flash. the present, Jay Cutler. <laughs> yeah. He's technically your wide receiver one, Jay. Could be. Could be. Could be. Already been there. Hello. Oh, that makes two me nervous, back to back with 1,000 plus cigars. He could be a number one You have to worry. When, when Jay starts to like you, your career does start to go downhill. Fast. Oh, yeah, worked so. for Marshall for a while. It's when Marshall told him he, what he really thought. That's true. Then it got crazy. That's true. Uh, I had an interview with Cecil Lammy as well this week. I had a very busy week uh, with the Rotoviz podcast. Make sure to check it out. It was really, really fun. But Cecil Lammy straight up on the podcast said that John Fox hates rookies, which is pretty much a scientific fact. But I just wanted to reiterate it and give a shout out to Cecil Lammy from Football Guys and say, yes, you're right. So when we're talking about Kevin White, I want you all to sit down. Simadonna. Also, down. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> he, I, I'm, yeah. He's having him run with the second team. No, I don't think he's going to He's making it pretty clear. Yeah, but. He's making a point. Making he's him making for a it. point. There's he's making wrong with for that. It. I don't think that's going to happen, but I also don't think that he's going to be the stud muffin you want him to be. I'm sorry. His coach is John Fox. It just is what it is. Um, also, there are a lot of mouths to feed. First, there's Alshon Jeffrey, who's amazing. Then there is Martellus Bennett, who is now at camp. He's not holding out anymore. He's not happy, but he'll be fine. It is what it is. Yeah. Um, and then there is uh, Matt Forte, who's just going to continue being yeah. the most talented person that no one ever talks about. And you know what? He might even be a running back one. He, <laughs> he might be. He could be. He could be. could be. could be. could be. Got to check in with Jay real quick. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, wasn't Good. Jay Has last year said that Brandon Marshall was going to be the MVP of 2014? Wasn't that Cutler? Uh, I just I love think, him. I know. Oh. Stuff's so crazy. So Matt Forte so is not going to get probably the 102 pass uh, catches that he got last year. But he's going to get probably between 50 and 70. And I think it's going to be a big part of this offense. Don't get scared away by the fact that, you know, Mark Tressman's not there. I, yeah. I they're going to use him. I'm not worried about him. I'm more worried about the Alshon Jeffrey, Kevin White, Marcus Wilson disaster zone, the Eddie Royal, who's yeah. going to be my sleeper because Eddie Royal is, A, having a great preseason, and B, has chemistry with Jake Cutler and Adam Gacy, the, the offensive coordinator. So I think there's a possibility that he's a starter and a viable person to have on your fantasy roster. 
And I know this sounds crazy because you're saying to yourself, Eddie Royal, Brandon. I've heard this story before. But Eddie Royal had some good games last season. Yeah, he was. He had one of his best seasons last year, and now yeah. he's reunited with the guy who where he had his very best season. I think there's a possibility here, and I would keep your eye I out agree. for it. I like I'd rather draft him than Kevin sleeper. White. Agreed. Heard it here. Um, yeah, so there, there you go. The three Musketeers. Royal, three Cutler, Musketeers. Casey, until midseason when they give up on Cutler. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All possible. Oh, my gosh. Well, and only because you picked them as one of your teams, Brandon, because you always get all the controversial quarterbacks so, situations. Oh, so wait till our last it'll be, team. It'll be perfect. All right, NFC South, Atlanta Falcons. You know, this is a team that's very – there is no gray. You're either drafting them or you're not. Um, Julio Jones, love, love. He's one of my fantasy husbands for sure. His ADP is about 16, so he's going, you know, early to mid, second round. Um, I think that's perfect. I mean, I think he's legit. I don't think you can really get past him. He's, you know, had almost 1,600 yards last year. So that's just – that's crazy town. So And he even had a rough season. He was out some games. Well, and, yeah, he was a bit of a – detours or a decoy sometimes games yeah so um he didn't didn't get a lot of touchdowns but he did get a lot of yards so yeah, his per game um, is crazy it's like arian foster mm-hmm. yeah exactly yeah so i think he'll get a lot more touchdowns this year um and I'm, I'm totally on board with him matt ryan i think he's one of those guys that people forget about that's a quarterback that's good I'd much more yeah you know, i'd feel more comfortable with matt ryan than i would matthew stafford i'll tell you that yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. No question. No like, question. Matt Ryan, I think, is like, <laughs> you can wait for a long time on a quarterback and get Matt Ryan in the late sixth round. And I think that's great. Like, I really find that to be fabulous value for a player. So, um, I'm sold. Ronnie White, he's one of those guys that's kind of like your Calvin Johnson reverend thinks he's had such an awful year, and then you go back and look at his numbers, and he's like, he really wasn't that bad. No. Ronnie White wasn't no. that bad. No, he wasn't. You know, he really wasn't. He had 921 yards and seven touchdowns, and nobody drafted – I mean, maybe they did draft him a little high last year, but he's going right right at the beginning of the seventh round this year, and I think that is fantastic value. My so only problem is Kyle I, Shanahan. Yeah. I hate him. Well, and Ronnie White says <laughs> that, like, they're I not going to be throwing the ball as much, but – but they they're, aren't exactly rocking it in the running def- back situation. Fonte Freeman and a, yeah. a yeah, and a rookie, um, <laughs> Kevin Coleman, who I, is probably going to outbeat Freeman oh, for yeah, everybody's for sure, sake, for sure. which would not surprise me, right? I mean, come on. You but you're not going to – You don't yeah, have a Julio Jones on Atlanta your team Falcons. and not throw. It's, exactly. It's Matt Ryan. The man is going to throw the ball, yeah. and he's got two good targets. I don't see this going any other way than it went last year. I think these people are safe bets, as is Matt Bryant, the kicker. Love him. Um, but Isn't there a yeah, week where he got, like, 35 points? It's crazy. He's Matt the one Bryant? who got, like, a he – had, he had that crazy – I think it was when they, were like, humiliated Tampa Bay. Do you remember this? Oh my Matt gosh. Bryant's always solid. He's not, like, a top – Three, but he's definitely no. like top seven. But, seven no, but I think he had yeah. like a record-breaking fantasy performance one one week where it was like, sometimes these kickers do that. All of a sudden, there's like eighty-five points. You're like, it's 
Oh, yeah. Not 85, but, like, 35 points, and you're like... There's lots of times your kicker scores more points for you than your wide receiver. Lots of times. Yeah. and then Not I mean, your the wide receiver is, one, but... Hopefully. I think they're going to get down <laughs> the field more, and I think that they'll... Matt Bryant will have more of an opportunity to get more field goals. How about that? I'm into him. Yeah. Um, and don't worry about the defense. Atlanta's awful. They don't have any good tight ends. They have Jason Tammy, for heaven's sakes. Um, as, call, as Broncos fans, we all know how that situation plays out. Jacob Tammy? Jacob Tammy. I said Jason Tammy. It's Jacob Tammy. Yeah. Yeah. How, yeah. Could, you, how could you forget that? I know. Tammy's, like, such a good... <laughs> team player, you know? Like, great team player. Not great fantasy. Great. He can watch my children. He's not on my fantasy team. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Great. <laughs> Carolina Panthers. He can watch my children. That's, um, that's gonna be my new <laughs> but She's line. not gonna start him. That's not happening. <laughs> no. no. I'm, I'm not gonna, gonna watch my children. Him. Okay. Um, congrats to Cam and Cam for his $103.8 million contract with $60 million guaranteed. Gotta feel good about that. Yep. Um, and uh, just today, though, their guard, Tyrone Green, tore his Achilles and is out for the year. Mm. Can't feel good about that. No, that's the last thing that they need that team. Man, yeah, that's bad. So the, the Panthers are one of those teams that I really need to see in the preseason. So I'm going to kind of cop out with my analysis. Why? Because it's a weird team with a lot of pending parts, and I'm not quite sure what's going on. So, Kelvin Benjamin, you're going to draft, not because he's exceptional, but because he has an exceptional workload. He he did not have a great catch percentage, a lot of issues with a lot of things. Hopefully he'll improve in Running his second routes. year. He was a rookie, you know, as expected. A, yeah. And he but, was thrown in to be the number one guy, and the only guy. The only guy. A lot of pressure. Not just number one, but only. Like, he legitimately was the only receiver. Yeah, so I'm impressed. I'm impressed he did as well as he did. Yeah. So, um, he ended the season with 1,008 yards and nine touchdowns. He'll likely do about the same. Low end yeah. 1,000, you know, 8 to 12. No, not no. 12. 10 touchdowns, maybe. Maybe he'll get double digits. I don't know. Um, Greg Olson, I actually have decided to rank him number two for tight ends. Rob Gronkowski is another planet. I love that. Here's Rob Gartowski. But I think Greg Olson is the most solid tight end bet. I agree. I totally agree. And he, too, got an amazing contract this offseason and deserved it. I agree. Greg Olson is going to be the tight end everyone wished they drafted. Yeah. He he last year as well, 1,008 yards, six touchdowns. And he's a tight end, people. Yep. That's crazy. Um, As far as sleepers are concerned, once again, you know, I Not didn't much. list Cam as a as a must draft because I don't know what's happening there. I feel weird. Jonathan Stewart, though, uh, listen, he ended the season up strong, but they keep talking about how he's going to have to, you know, work for his workload, and that you know he'll get as many carries as as in correlation to how well he's doing. And I, I don't like any of the talk coming out right now. And Jonathan Stewart's always been a little dubious. So don't always. spend too much on him. Dubious. Fabulous. That's fabulous word to use. <laughs> dubious. Um, and then also Devin Funches is the number two guy now. And now he's a rookie. So, wow, Kelvin gets to be a veteran. 
I feel weird about this whole team. <laughs> it is. Uh, Jericho Cotchery's there. Mr. Touchdown out of nowhere from Pittsburgh last year. I mean, how many times did that guy score for no reason? And then uh, Ted Ginn, Jarrett Boykin, who supposedly is, like, out of shape and crazy. I, I don't know what's going on. So I'm not ready. None of these guys have any stats really to talk about. So It's a crazy town with the Panthers, is what you're saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's how I feel about the Panthers. New Orleans Saints. I'm so mad I have this team. I'm just not thrilled <laughs> in general because they're so boring to talk about. We'll talk about a little exciting news. It's not exciting. It's actually bad. But uh, the Saints quarterback, Ryan Griffin, clearly the backup quarterback, had 50 stitches after being hit in the face with a champagne bottle while out with friends. Oh, no. Um, it's supposed to be just like, you know, he's out with friends. He was just an innocent bystander. It's not a big deal. But he, of course, took his hat off talking to reporters to show it to him. He's like, I don't want it to scar. Um, absolutely no fantasy value to you in that story, as you are obviously not drafting a guy named Ryan Griffin. On to what could potentially be fantasy news, but probably not, was Marquise Colston was sidelined with an injury this week. Uh, what injury? Colston said it's not a specific injury, but that, you know, the team just wanted to limit him as he enters his 10th season. This makes at least three sessions that he has missed in OTAs in the past three weeks. Don't feel great about that. No. Yeah, he's old, but he needs the work. He's not exactly like top 10 vet that can just stroll through OTAs, no big deal. FYI. Um, so don't love that. Drew Brees, you're obviously drafting Drew Brees. as a given. I'm going to talk about that. So I'm going to spend the majority of my time talking about the Mark Ingram, CJ Spiller situation here. So they've got Mark Ingram going higher than CJ. So Mark Ingram's going 34, Spiller's going 65. Okay, okay. So in terms of that, I'm, I'm just kind of angry about it. I'm angry with the fact that we are back to, you know, a running back by committee situation. No one likes that. No, no one likes that. And if they finally gave Mark Ingram the ball, he did well. But now we're back to this. So, what are we going to say here? Spiller. He's looking to play a very similar role of that of Darren Sproles, who in 2010, which was Sproles' best season with the Saints, ran for 603 yards plus an additional 710 yards receiving. You know, with Spiller's versatility in terms of the backfield and being able to catch the ball up, you know, we're looking at potentially more touches for Spiller mm -hmm. than we are for Ingram. I don't wow. love that. But with that said, what about Ingram? Well, the Saints just re-signed Ingram in March to a four-year deal worth $16 million. So they're obviously committing to Ingram, but then they're bringing in Spiller. Spiller probably will realistically have more touches at the end of the day. So I don't know what to say about the backfield for the Saints. They're being ranked the fourth-best backfield right now in terms of the highest being the Eagles, the Seahawks, and the Vikings, and then we've got the Saints. Why well, NFL, those... but not for fantasy, right? Not for fantasy, but yeah. NFL in terms of NFL production. Yeah, yeah, but look yeah. at those teams. Eagles was a solo running back. Seahawks, solo running back. Vikings, a solo running back. Yeah, Why are we doing dubious. the committee? I don't love it. I'm so irritated because I was hoping they were going to give Mark Ingram the chance to really try to take control of the backfield. And Spiller just kind of comes in and murks things up, you know? That's true. I don't like it. 
With that said, think PPR here because more than likely Spiller's going to be getting a lot more receptions than Ingram. And if he's getting more touches and he's going to maybe share an equal workload in the backfield as well, will be interesting. I don't know. Uh, sleepers, receivers, I guess, to some extent here. You've got Marquise Colson. He's going about 120th, so you probably don't even have to draft him. But, you know, he was technically the highest-scoring wide receiver last year on the team, and he was still only the 33rd highest-scoring receiver. So even as the best receiver on the Saints team, he is still not a starter in the wide receiver three fantasy football format. But someone has to catch the ball. It's Drew Brees, and they don't have Jimmy Graham anymore. So everyone thinks it's Brandon Cooks, right? So he's actually, which is crazy, going 38th overall. He was the 57th best last year. Grandy had some injuries and whatnot. I get it. And I think he will have a better year this year. But I would like to remind you, these are the Saints. You cannot count ever on a no, Saints wide fantasy, receiver. No, in fantasy, it's awful. It really is it's awful. It's awful. It yeah. is awful. Yeah, I agree. I'm so surprised they got rid of Kenny Stills. It doesn't make any I sense. I know, I know. It's, I don't get it. But they're all in on Brandon Cooks. Everyone's all in on him. I just... I would never put all my money in on a, on a Saints wide receiver. I won't do it. Even with Jimmy Graham gone, production will go up a little bit, but I still don't love it. Yeah, I'm really interested to see this OTA in preseason because mm-hmm. uh, it's going to be a completely different team without their number one player. I bet you C.J. Spiller will be the number one receiver on that team. Wow. Wow. Yep. That's a statement. I like it. Well, then, hell, I'm drafting C.J. Spiller, then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, just changed my mind. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. All right, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, Mike Evans is a great talent, uh, but I just want to point out, take it how you, will, how you will, it's fine, he did get 12 touchdowns last year, which is quite a lot. A lot. And I have a hard time believing that he's going to replicate those numbers with a rookie quarterback. I could be wrong. But there's a possibility that his touchdowns will go down. That means that you want his yards to go up. He had over 1,000 yards, 1,051 to be exact, but 458 of them were in three games in a row, week 9, 10, and 11. So I'm I'm not saying that I'm not going to take him. I, I... I like Mike Evans. I think that he is a great talent. I'm very excited. But he's going very high in ADP right now. So you're you saying have to he's decide. not your favorite sophomore coming in? Uh, he actually might be the best sophomore. Well, no, I don't OB, ODB, obviously. ODB, but, ODB. Um, I like Kelvin Benjamin perhaps more as well. I like, I like Mike Evans a lot. I mean, I think that last year yeah. they targeted him every single time in the red zone. That's why he has 12 touchdowns, yeah. because they targeted him every single time. Uh, I think it's going to be a similar situation to last year with quarterbacks. I mean, it's a rookie and then, like, a 40-year-old. But both consistent play, you know, like, you're not drafting either one of them as your quarterback, right? So I think that it's it's kind of similar. Um, yeah. Except I do think Jameis Winston is going to try to get it out more, because he's very full of himself or um, confident. I think he'll try to air it out more. (laughs) I guess my thing is when it comes to receivers, I would so much rather take a yardage receiver than a touchdown receiver. It's true. You'd hate, I hate touchdown 
Yeah, because he's the kind of guy. Because I, I had him that you're watching, and he has zero points, zero points. Then he gets to two points, maybe he's at two points the entire game until he catches a touchdown, and you're like, woof. They very I mean, rarely. He did have them. over a thousand yards. I mean, it's not like he didn't. I would be more concerned if he had like seven hundred yards and twelve touchdowns. Because the brand, like, like oh. you said, half of those came in three games. Yeah. True. I mean, if, uh, well, a third of them came in three games. But, yeah. No, you're right. Half. Almost half. half. Yeah, almost, almost half, half came yeah, in three games. Yeah, it's almost games. half. Yeah. I'm not even doing my own math anymore. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's crazy. No, I agree. I agree. I think that the talent is there. I think it's probably worth a draft pick. I'm just putting out stats to think about because that's where we are in the season because it's June. Yeah. Okay? I love him. Depending on where he's going, I think he's great. Yeah. I'm into that. Vincent Jackson, on the other hand... People are like, whatever about Vincent Jackson. And I'm like, sure, I'll pick him up because uh, he actually didn't do that bad last year. 1,002 no. yards. He only had two touchdowns because they all went to Mike Evans, and those were the only times they could get down the field. Um, gosh, Tampa Bay was bad. I like the veteran receiver-rookie quarterback combo, too. I like that. I do, too. I think Because he, he's a leader on the team. Yeah. I think he's still one of the top guys. And right now he's going in, like, the sixth round, fifth, sixth round. I think he's going to have a Steve Smith Senior 2014 season. Oh, I hope so. It's just, like, a comeback of, like, you thought I was done, but bam. Yeah. I love Mythical Jackson. Yeah. I like him. Um, Draft sleepers. Jameis Winston reportedly has uh, clawed out any doubts. And it's not just with his legs. (laughs) <laughs> Even the pussy cats had to take notice. Gosh, I can't do this, you guys. This is gonna be a really long season. I can't talk about awesome. this guy. Awesome. Are you serious? I so wish I had the I bucks. Can't. I can't do this. This is too much. It's too much. Um, listen, they keep saying that he has to earn the job. Okay. Who is he competing with? Mike Lennon. Oh yeah, that's true. I like Mike Glennon, but they clearly don't. Yeah, they're not going to waste a first round overall draft pick and start Mike Glennon. It's not happening. No. Uh, Lewis Murphy, though, I'd like to talk about him for a second. He's Mr. Occasional Big Game, and I like him. He's one injury away from being a big player. Now, I, I, of course, don't wish injury on anybody, but what I'm saying, though, is that you always want to have that guy that has the talent that could possibly yeah. have a larger wing role. Yeah. Wings. Right. Yeah. Because, like, you know when you get down to that bottom of that draft and you're like, ugh, I don't even, you know. I got to the bottom of a draft tonight and I took Dwayne Bow. How desperate is that? That is desperate. Also, in the 17th round, I took Jay Cutler, in case you're wondering where he's going. <laughs> Just to say I could. It was uh, so bad. That's awesome. <laughs> but that's when awesome. you're looking at Dwayne Bow or lower, consider Murphy. I saw sparks of greatness in him. How's that like for that. scientific? Sparks of greatness. Like? Sparks of greatness. I like it. He and Devontae Adams are my sparks of greatness from today. Nice. Nice. So if there's two things to take from the show, Brandon, it's Lewis Murphy has Sparks of Greatness, and you can get Jay Cutler in the 17th round. Yes, you can take that. Nice. <laughs> Perfect. I don't want Jay Cutler at all. <laughs> Even if I, like somebody gifted him to me, 
I'd be like, no, <laughs> thank you. Take him to the next white Santa Christmas party. Mm-mm. Nope. Well, my starter is Andrew Luck, so really he's just there for like me laughing. Oh, that's, see, that's good. I like that. Yeah, I like for that. amusement. Yeah. Um, I have to ask you: Is Teddy Bridgewater still on the board? No, I wish. Okay. Okay. Mm-mm. Yeah. All right. I was just double checking, because he's down there too, and you know, I would actually. Teddy Bridgewater went pretty, pretty quickly for the number two guys. Did he? Yeah. And I held off because I have such a good number one, so I needed to. Right. I agree. Back. Yeah. No, I would have. I would have as well. I would have. But as yeah. Well. And no, Jake Cutler. I mean, he's still Cutler. I mean. Still Cutler. There's still potential. Especially if Alson <laughs> Jeffries could be a wide receiver one. Cutler could blow up. It's yeah. true. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Gosh, he'd be really he'd be really good at wide receiver one. Oh man, I love it. He makes oh, me happy. His does. comments just entertain all year long. Always. Well guys, I know it is June, but the fantasy drafts are starting. As Brandon said, she had one tonight. All three of us have one um in the first week of July, so we're excited to play with you, Casey Kasem. Yes, we yeah. are. So exciting. Um, so get yourself ready, guys. Start watching that preseason OTAs and reading up. Uh, it's going to be quite the quite the preseason. Thanks for listening to us. Make sure you chat with us on Twitter at HerFantasyFB and on Facebook forward slash HerFantasyFootball. Listen to us on Blog Talk Radio forward slash HerFantasyFootball and on iTunes. You can leave a nice comment for us. That would be fabulous. Thanks again for listening. Until next time, no more faking it.